First question comes from Ben. What are some of your most memorable and go-to family meals? I think a fun way to answer this is to kind of combine them. So I'll talk about some go-tos. And then if they uh, were inspired by a restaurant that I happen to be staging at or working at at any point in my career, I will just give a shout out to either that person or that restaurant. So let's start with, and these kind of grow in complexity. So I'll start with the kind of like lowest lift, most frequently done ones. And then we'll go into the kind of more complex, maybe once only only in your kind of tenure at that restaurant kind of staff meals. So I think the first one, the obvious standout is any like pasta with red sauce, which I think proliferates across cultures. We would call it spag bowl because we had this guy from the UK who would be like, oh, spaghetti bolognese. This obviously translates to things like lasagna where you can kind of make it in a hotel pan or a gastro and just either prep it in the day in advance. That was also ideal. And nine times out of 10, because this is like pasta and protein and like a kind of rich tomato sauce, this almost always goes to the the salad, this is how I prefer to eat it. Maybe we should pause and talk about like staff meal fundamentals because I think the overarching craving from folks, especially if it's your only meal of the day, it's the only time that you're actually getting to sit down and eat something, the roll your eyes at starch, protein, and veg that all of us kind of like cringe at thinking about with culinary school and menu management actually provides a lot of help when you're planning out staff meals. So I've certainly gotten roasted when I was in charge of staff meal and I would put up something that was like vegetable and meat and there was no starch. Everybody always gets upset at that. The same goes for if you're almost doing like potato and vegetable and there's no protein. That's also really not nice to have. And then I think the thing that most people would elevate a lot of folks's staff meals and just their food in general is thinking about like, what's the finishing move on this dish or what's the thing that's going to make this pop? And so maybe that's something like a sauce, acidity, a garnish, like chopped spring spring onions or peanuts or, you know, safety wise or uh, sesame seeds, anything like that. Feta cheese is another really good one where you can just order something that actually happens to kind of like give a garnish or make it feel finished at the end. That tends to really help. Okay. Some more favorites that I wrote down. I have like the stereotypical like curry with rice and I know curry is like also roll your eyes at term, but it's the, you know, we have some chicken thighs, we have some, you know, pork shoulder, we have some ground beef, and we just want to kind of like turn that into a braise. You can combine the protein and veg together, making it so that that saves space in the, in the restaurant. And then just serving that with something like a rice and a chopped spring onion or a pickle on top tends to be really good. The other kind of category that I have is like anything that centers around what you see in like quick service restaurants. So like the Chipotle burrito bowl is really good staff food, or like I, I make this thing even at home now, which is like the kimchi rice bowl. So you have a a, a base of rice and then you do like braised gochujang pork and then you have a little bit of kimchi and then you have some diced cucumbers and then you have some red onion and then you have some cilantro on top and then you can make a spicy mayo or like a teriyaki sauce or something like that to drizzle over the whole thing. Another one that was a huge favorite that I really liked making was like fried chicken day. And so I would get in uh, wings and I would basically like do a quick like two stage bread. So I would do flour and buttermilk in one to kind of make like a batter and then I would take that and dip that in seasoned flour again and then I would just kind of do the big rondo setup and fry all of them then I would usually delegate out to have one person make like a potato thing that could be mashed potatoes potato salad uh, wedges something like that and then another person would make like a coleslaw or a salad again all of those bases being covered with protein starch and veg and what I would do to kind of make that even more fun is I would sometimes 
sometimes to make like two different sauces. So I'd make a kind of a spicy sauce and then I maybe like a sweet chili sauce. You can also do like a ranchy style sauce and then maybe something that's a little bit darker, like a soy based sauce. I want all of you folks to crush it at work, but if you're in an environment where you feel like growth is hard to come by, it can be frustrating, especially considering that you're probably sacrificing a lot to be in your current position. Just hoping that someone will teach you the skills required to improve can feel like crossing your fingers and holding your breath and you waste months or even years with that strategy. To solve this problem, I just relaunched my completely free five-day kitchen productivity challenge, taking content from my full course, Total Station Nomination, and structuring it in a way that gets sent straight to your inbox, again, absolutely free. If you want skills that I've used in high-caliber kitchens to push myself beyond where I thought my limits are, there's a link in the description of this podcast where you can sign up. I hope you're enjoying this episode so far. Let's dive back in. All right, now let's get into some more complex ones. So Daniel Calvert, who was my sous chef when I was working as an extern at Per Se, he would make something called a biscuit topped chowder. And I thought that was awesome. So basically what he would do is he would make a traditional roux based chowder with potatoes and carrots and onions. And then he would put like chunks of fish in it. So that was usually like a white fish like cod. And then that was work, work great for fish trim and stuff like that. And sometimes we would have a little bit of shellfish that we could use like lobster meat or, you know, something like that. And then that chowder, we would make a biscuit dough. So like a traditional buttermilk biscuit dough, but we'd have a big sheet of it and we'd pour the chowder into a hotel pan, like a deep four inch hotel pan. Then we'd take that big sheet of biscuit dough and put it on the top. And then we'd bake the whole entire thing. And then the, the kind of like bottom of the biscuit dough would kind of like turn into like dumplings, like chicken and dumplings. And then the top would turn into like buttermilk biscuits. And then when you eat it, it's almost like this giant seafood pot pie. I loved that staff food. And we would almost always serve that with salad. Another one that I learned, shout out to Anthony Yang at Per Se as well. He would make a killer meatloaf and he taught me how to, you know, combine ground beef with uh, uh, like a creme fraiche like a, or a sour cream with eggs and breadcrumbs and ketchup and Worcestershire sauce and parsley and diced shallots and a little bit of garlic and all combine that together, kind of like make it into the meatloafs and then just kind of brush it with this barbecue kind of sauce that you would make. And again, potatoes and salad, great staff food. Another one that's a favorite is this kind of lettuce wrap one. So you'd someone makes rice and then you make this really intensely flavored ginger spicy ground beef. So it's like uh, it can be chicken, it can be pork, whatever. And then that ends up being something where people can just make like lettuce wraps and you have all of the in another vegetable garnish, maybe right like a like a roasted zucchini on the side. Another one that's a favorite that kind of takes a long time to make if you don't have someone to, that makes dough in the restaurant is the sheet pan pizza. I that became really popular when I staged at Le Bernardin because I think they almost always do that on Saturdays and that's a great staff food and again serve it with salad but they make different toppings so every single sheet pan is a different kind of pizza and those just come out they slice them and they serve them and they're delicious. All right, let's do a couple honorable mentions. One is I had a coworker who loved making bows. And believe it or not, as long as someone's responsible for making the bows, the kind of like filling for them and the sides are really easy to delegate out for other people to make. And then when it all comes together, if you are in that place where everybody can kind of contribute to staff food all in one place, bows, so like, you know, you know, the steamed buns with the braised pork belly or the chicken or the beef inside is really, really great and gets people really excited for staff food when it's 
Pete's bows. There were certain days, whether we got, you know, great awards or there was an anniversary coming up or someone was having their last day, we would have in and out delivered to French Laundry. And that was always a phenomenal day because not only did you get told you don't have to make staff food today, we're having in and out. But it's also like if you haven't eaten for seven hours, a double double burger with fries is it really hits a spot. And then the last one, if I had to talk about like the most memorable staff foods, it's when someone from the staff is leaving and it's their last day. They're probably checked out of their station and someone else is running it for them. And sous chef will tell them, make whatever you want. Literally spend the entire day making staff food. And if this person is from a random region in India or is visiting from Japan or we had a guy from Mexico who was interning at the restaurant for a while, those staff foods are always 10 out of 10 because the person finally gets to just kind of like make food that's not for like literally just gets to make food for their friends. And you have all the resources of the restaurant at your disposal. Okay, I promise this is the last one before we move on, but me and my roommate when we were living in Norway, we were the only Americans. And so on Thanksgiving, nobody thought that was a thing. It was just a normal Thursday, but we would always make it a point to order a turkey like weeks in advance because that's not normal and we would throw down for Thanksgiving delegate tasks out to everybody to make sure that it all came together and then we would also invite some of our purveyors to eat Thanksgiving with us but again it was like a normal Thursday which felt very weird for the couple years that I was there but anyways Thanksgiving staff food is a favorite as well if you enjoyed this episode I'd really appreciate a review of this show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify to help the podcast universe know that people like us like shows like this regardless I'll see you in the next episode my name is Justin Kana, and I hope you have a good one.